but the Son of God, who veiled his glory, came to redeem all the children of God, that we might become children of God. And if John points out here, the Father has given us such great love to be called children, don't think the world's going to recognize it. And don't think it's always going to appear that way, because the world did not recognize Christ. And so it won't recognize you always as a child of God. Not now. You see, we live by faith and in hope in what is to come. This message is from Rack of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, Ancient Faith for Today's World, November 5th, 2023, 1 John 3, 1-3. Can you picture the child there on Christmas Eve looking at all the stack of presents, seeing the, the big pile that they know they're included because they're part of the family, right? But then they see the presents are handed out Everybody else, all the other children get their presents, but then they see there's only one small envelope left, nothing really left for them. They've been looking forward to this all year. After all, they, they don't have playgrounds like all their neighborhood kids do, and they don't get to see Dad that much, and, and now Mom and Dad are going to leave a present, but it seems like he was left nothing. Imagine how that would make a child feel. To feel as if they didn't receive a gift, and maybe, maybe wonder like they're not truly children belonging to the family. Might we ever feel that way? Like God has left us out? Like we're not really children? Well, today we look at God's word and the epistle of John and we see, John reminds us, don't lose hope. Even now, though it may not always appear so, even now, you are a child of God. And God makes that very clear to us in his word today. So don't lose hope in what God has in store. John starts this section by saying, Behold, look, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. John wants us to ponder for a moment what it means to be called God's child. And notice, it's, it's a title. We are called children of God. To be called a child of God is, even though maybe you don't find yourself born as one, you have a new title. God's given us a new title that he puts on us and says, you are called my child. And John has to even remind us what manner of love the Father has given that we should be called this. After all, None of us deserves to be called a child of God. We don't deserve to bear the name of our Father in heaven or to live in his kingdom. No, not, not at all. In fact, we should join with David and every human being in saying, surely I was sinful from birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. I belong to Adam and the fallen race of human beings. I don't belong to my Father in heaven. I have sinned. John says, this is the manner of love. You, a sinner, are called a child of God. That's how great God's love is for us, that he's, as the Apostle Paul says, adopted us into his family. He says, for all of us who have been baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. All of you are, as he says there, sons of God. 
And maybe we should pause and take note. It, it says here in our King James that we should be called sons of God. The, the Greek here actually says children of God. You might say, well, what's the difference, especially if you're a man, between a son and a child? There's not much of a difference, but what John chooses to emphasize here is not so much our status and our standing, but so much as the relationship, as he calls us children. It's a relationship that was broken by sin, but the father still loves the sinner who has rebelled and turned aside, who doesn't belong to his family, and in love he says, you're a child. In the same way a loving father would want their child to be near them, to know his love, God wants us to know his love. And that took place in such a manner of love that the father sent his son and he loved you as his child, that he gave his one true child, the only begotten son, to take your place. And the manner of love is, behold, as we look at the cross and we see the Son of God shedding his blood, the Father's will that you belong to his family, have that relationship with him as his dear child. Well, all this is true. We know this, right? We believe this in faith, that the Father's love is so great that even though we are sinners, we can delight in calling ourselves, as he calls us, his dearly loved children, precious and paid for, bought with the blood of his Son. And John wants us to marvel at that. And yet John must add here, Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. So when the world looks at you, does the world see you as a dearly loved child of God? As the translation that came out in 1978 and was revised in 84, the, the new, Live, new International Version, it says, the love the Father has lavished on us. The love that John says, behold, look, he's poured out such a great love, and yet when the world looks at you, do they see that? Someone who's doted on by the Father, who's given good gifts, who is blessed in every way. Maybe the appearances don't look like that. Maybe as a, a child of God, the world might look at you and the rest of God's children and say, I don't see it. They don't look like a child of God. They too are facing all the things that every sinner faces, a child of God? Then why are they in the hospital today? A child of God? Then why do I see them struggling against the same pains and the curse? They have to work hard. They have to struggle to make payments for their vehicle or their home. They have family members who are sick and who are dying. And as a child of God, why would God allow them to face such a terrible thing like they faced this past year? And maybe as the world says it doesn't know us and recognize us as child of God, maybe we too begin to take a step back and wonder, am I loved? Has the Father poured out such great love on me? Am I really treated like a child? Do I feel like a child? But John says, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. 
Think about that. When the world saw him, and here he's referring to the Christ, our Lord Jesus, when, when the world saw him, did it see him as a child of God, as, as the one and only begotten of the Father? When the world saw Christ, it saw a man who grew tired. It saw a man who in his lowliness was rejected by many of those around him. And yes, at times, his glory was revealed as the Son of God showed his power, as he walked on water, showed authority over demons, but as a the Son of God, the world saw him, the one man who truly could be called a child of God in every right, and didn't know him. The world did not recognize him as the Son of God. The world despised him, rejected him, and can you picture him who the world didn't know, taking him because they hated him so much and tearing him away from the Father and binding his arms and leading him away to his death so that he might hang on a cross and cry out, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? Did the Father still, even then, consider him a son and a child? Yes, the world didn't know it, but the Son of God, who veiled his glory, came to redeem all the children of God, that we might become children of God. And if John points out here, the Father has given us such great love to be called children, don't think the world's going to recognize it, and don't think it's always going to appear that way, because the world did not recognize Christ. And so it won't recognize you always as a child of God, not now. You see, we live by faith and in hope in what is to come. We're like that child standing there on Christmas Eve, looking at the big stack of gifts that are there for us, and we don't know exactly when we get to open it or what is going to be fully revealed when we open it. But the Father has told us, just wait. There's a great gift in store for you. John says here in verse 2, Beloved, dearly loved, and remember that, we are now the sons of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Did you catch that? We are now sons of God. God's not waiting for some point where he's going to give us this special relationship. Here, once again, the word is ch children of God. But right now, we have and enjoy this relationship with the Father. And John adds, it does not appear what we shall be. Not yet. We don't look it. We don't look the part of glorious children of God. But we know, and that is what we know in faith, we know that when he, and here John's referring to the Christ, Jesus, the one and only Son, when he shall appear, that is the, the man who died on the cross, who rose again in victory, who ascended to the Father, when he comes again in his glory, and in his glory with all of his angels, when he appears at the last day, we shall be like him, for we shall see him, Jesus, as he is. Right now, he is the glorious Son of God. Jesus, who rose again, was able to come and appear at will in body, 
before his disciples. Jesus, the true Son of God, was able to still be truly man, to eat food in their presence as the risen Lord, and yet not limited and powerless, but glorious with his body. And that glorious body is one that he will have forever. And he promises you as his child that you will join. You with the Father and the Holy Spirit and the Son will join in his kingdom forever. And we shall see God as he is. And when that day comes, then we shall appear as we shall be, as we truly are children of God. Now do we see what John is getting to? Behold what manner of love. It's not what we see right now. It's rather what's written down in the word. It's hope. It's faith looking forward to what is to come because of what we now are. God's promise to us. Can you picture that little child on Christmas Eve? They, they get that little final tiny present and their mother opens it up and reads it to them and it says, Dear son, I bought a really good present for you. It's everything you ever wanted. It's a whole mountain of tinker toys. It's a brand new playground that I'm going to build in the backyard for you. And you're going to have every single gift that you could possibly imagine. It's a train that will circle around the tree and go over the whole house. It's, it's every gift you ever asked for. And son, guess what? I'm going to retire this new year. When it comes, I'm going to spend every day with you. And this is a gift for you because you're my child. Son, you just have to wait for it. That's what John says. We have hope. Every man that hath this hope in him, that is in Christ, our faith looks forward to what we shall see and fully obtain as the children of God. We don't see it yet, but our Father has promised and it's coming our way. And so John finally adds as we read verse 3, Every man that hath this hope in him that is in Christ, that is faith looking forward to what we shall receive in Christ, purifieth himself, even as he that is Christ is pure. Now that we know our Father loves us so much, now that we know he's pouring out these great gifts, we know what is to come, would we turn aside from our Father? Or would we rather prepare to spend our days with him? John says, purifies himself. As we have faith and hope in what is to come, we look to the Son, to Christ, and we live a life following him, praising him, looking to serve him in his kingdom. And no, it won't be perfect now, but Christ is pure, and we shall be made pure through him and through faith in him who will come in all of his glory. Here it is. Children, the message from your father. Behold what manner of love he's bestowed upon us, that we should be called children of God. And though it may not appear it now, that is what we are. And when the Son of Man comes again in glory, we shall see it until the Son of Man comes in his glory. Don't lose hope. Amen. <laughs>